Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. everyone and welcome to the best damn camp a real inverse read long and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by rick riordan in timeline order i'm your host fran and welcome to the show today we continue our timeline journey with a mini story from the demigod files percy jackson and the stolen chariot but this week is extra special as i am joined by the fabulous the notorious <laughs> <laughs> the extraordinarily gay of <laughs> <laughs> floor 600 fame and that for dreams her own solo podcast hi natalie Hello. i'm sorry for that <laughs> 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 Hi, Fran. How you doing? You right? Oh, you know, it's going. <laughs> oh, it's always going. Well, it's nothing's really going. It's it's a pandemic. Nothing's happening. <laughs> um, grad school's happening. My dog's getting old, and <laughs> um, I haven't done anything for my podcast since like August. So. <laughs> Okay, so for anyone who was interested in what Fitter for Dreams was, um, wait for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then come back that later. It, eventually, it's going to be um, just a, a solo podcast, like you said, Fran, um, where I'm just reviewing like books outside the Percy Jackson series. It's not like a review, like oh, five stars, but like <laughs> just kind of going over um, analyzing books that I grew up with that aren't just Percy Jackson. Um, they're gonna be super short episodes, but like multiple episodes on each book. Mm. So eventually, <laughs> when I have time to do that, it's purpose. I purposely made it simple for myself. As in, like, very minimal effort, and then apparently that's still been too much effort because I haven't recorded anything since a very long time ago. <laughs> Honestly, I get that. Like, when I started this podcast, I'm like, this is, like, it's simple. It's just me. I don't really need to do much. I still somehow managed to leave it to the literal last second. Um, <laughs> uh, to the point that I literally recorded an episode on the day of an episode release oh my god <laughs> on the day just a few hours later than i normally would but uh I still, <laughs> so, still came out on a wednesday but well, just came out very late. i mean in my defense i'm in i'm like in midterm midterm times in graduate school and in your defense like you have a full-time job and a youtube channel so, so oh my god <laughs> all the things i do i'm just like that is a lot why do i do this to myself 
I don't know, because you could have very easily just combined this podcast with your YouTube channel, and then it would have been, like, way less work. <laughs> the silence is mine. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. And, um, oh, well, it's fun. <laughs> it's something else. But um, <laughs> to move on from this accidental existential crisis that Natalie has <laughs> You guys know that, as always, with this podcast, we have our points to focus on relating to these stories. So today, we're going to be talking about characters, gods, and the story, and generally what we thought of it. But to begin, here's Natalie with the synopsis. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) When panic and terror take over, destroying the sanctity of Clarice's fragile sanity... Only with her and Percy teaming up, finally, will her journey finally continue and a new friendship will be formed. Ta-da! I did it! (laughs) Well, hey, the hard part is over. Now all we have to do is talk about the story. (laughs) Um, Now to note, you guys, if you are Floor 600 listeners, there will... (laughs) which everybody here is let's be honest yes (laughs) i i am in the process of trying to steal the thunder of floor 600 so yeah um... (laughs) okay no you know what people who listen to this podcast fran literally stole my notes (laughs) i was just about to tell them that that's what i did (laughs) they're okay i'm not talking like she used the general idea. No, she copied and pasted my notes. <laughs> Only, yeah, okay. That, I copied, so, so, <laughs> to explain this. So, a little while ago, I joined Floor 600 for an episode talking about the whole Demigod Files book. It's not out yet. So, Correct. in my head, <laughs> I was like, because I'm just talking about the solo book, and that we have the like the the in depth synopsis of Percy Jackson the Stolen Chariot. You're I'll welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> now, initially, I also wasn't going to have Natalie on, but Natalie mentioned that she was missing doing podcasting, so I said, "Hey, why don't you join me for it?" Forgetting that I'd stolen her notes. You did this before I even was invited? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I did. (laughs) So all the synopsis is pretty much (laughs) Natalie's notes, with the final bit talking about character and my own stuff. (laughs) But, um, yeah, (laughs) so getting that out of the way, I did steal Natalie's notes. (laughs) I was just, I didn't know she was ever going to know. until i'd fighted her on and then i realized just as we started recording this when she said wait fran did you take my notes i'm like oh no yes i did (laughs) plagiarism is bad children but it's fine because we're not going to read it out word for word and here we go reading it out word for word But yeah, so I did, I did steal the notes. But we're going to do things a little different. We're just going to use them as like a little basis and we're going to talk it because I am a pro Clarice fan and Natalie is a not pro Clarice fan. <laughs> not pro Clarice fan, yes. Yeah, I think that, that whole sentence was contradictory <laughs> itself. Probably. <laughs> um, 
and I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, admittedly, this is the story that I wanted. So I don't know if you listen to <laughs> The Best Damn Cam, Natalie, and if you don't, how dare you? You don't but, listen to um, my podcast. I, I listen to Floor 600. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I listen to every episode. Thank you very much. You've listened to every episode. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you insult me. I listen to er- literally every Percy Jackson podcast, except in recent months. I do admit because I have not had the energy for listening. Apparently, even though it's literally all it is is just listening to a podcast, I've just not had the energy <laughs> to do it at all. Well, there's. I mean, if you listen to. I mean, Floor 600 is, like, the last episode we put out was 20 minutes long. But if you listen to that one, and you listen to Return to Camp Half-Blood, Radio Camp Half-Blood, which I haven't put anything out for a while either, and Seaweed Brain, and the Half-Blood Report, and um, Into the Riordan Verse. If you listen to all of those, it's, like, many, many hours. It is. <laughs> it is so- a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're all friends now, so it's all good. We all support each other. <laughs> yep. But yes, getting into actually friendships, though, this is kind of what this book is is all... Well, this short story. It's a short story, not a book. This short story is all about is this budding relationship between Clarice and Percy, which is something I wanted so, so badly in The Sea of Monsters. And then, like, Clarice has bloody disappeared in Titan's Curse. She's nowhere to be seen. And like this, it's finally a, a book, two books later we get some development for Clarice's character and it's in a book slash story that no one even reads. And I'm like, <laughs> what is the point of putting this here? No one reads the Demigod Files. Most people don't even know they exist. Yeah. <sighs> I also found that irritating. Like, yeah. I don't like Clarice because <laughs> um, reasons. If you want to hear me rant about Clarice like in depth, just go listen to Floor Six Hundred. <laughs> um, oh yeah, she like part of me like in doing the Floor Six Hundred episodes and like doing our collab, very very chaotic collab over the Demigod Files. Um, like I kind of came to like. Clarice a little bit more because I realized that it's not exclusively who she is as a terrible person but like mm. also she's a major plot device in like the last few books yeah so she really like was not done justice in the stories and then he's just like oh here have this nice story this like 20 page story in this book that people aren't gonna read and then mm like feel not a little bit nicer about Clarice and then I'm just gonna ruin it so it's like it's really yeah. nice <laughs> it is because this story is just a really interesting one for her so like going through this so it's Percy is at school when he hears birds screeching all this sort of stuff outside and he's mm-hmm. seeing Clarice being attacked by them um she's got feathers sticking out she's bleeding all these sort of things and he goes to help her um and it's here that we learn that her brothers who are like 
kind of gods, are they? They're, they're basically gods, aren't they? They're connected to Ares, so they're Frodo's minor gods. Time. Minor gods, that's it. I wanted to say half gods, and I know that's what demigods are. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's gods and minor gods. I always forget minor and major. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's the minor gods who are her brothers. But I find it cool that she does call them her brothers actually as well, because we don't always get that. Um, yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah, even though they're horrible, horrible people. Um, yeah, <laughs> so she is being tested from by Ares to kind of get his war chariot and bring it, bring it somewhere or bring it to him by sundown. Um, but then her brothers Phobos panic and Dimos Terra have stolen it from her, and she needs to kind of get it back. Um, yeah, and oh my god! So already she she's already kind of on edge and like being her Clarice self. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> straight away from that we get we're getting the sense that there's just things that are kind of going on in the story that I mean I'm not I've never been a fan of the whole Ares is somehow a sexist and child beater, which I'm like, what? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. He created the Amazons. Why does he why does he hate women and treat <laughs> women poorly? Like he created a legion of female warriors. What? Yeah, and that's not mentioned like at all in the Percy Jackson series. I don't know if it is in the other books. I don't think it is either in those. I don't think it's mentioned anywhere in, so, in the series itself. Yeah. I also find that extremely irritating because it just doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, I don't think it makes any sense. I mean, I obviously I hate Ares because he's a jerk. But, like, yeah. the characterization of Ares itself has always been somewhat confusing. But I think yeah. that Rick maybe just wanted to have that one god to, like, like they're kind of all the same in a way. Yeah. So, like, you you don't like Dionysus because he's just kind of annoying, but he's not, like, abusive or anything. So then mm. I wonder if Rick made Ares this way to have like more interest and he's like eh he's the war god so <laughs> this yeah. seems Just reasonable yeah it was definitely something that kind of s- stood out to me a lot and even with this whole thing like FOMOS like turning up at this point as well and causing havoc and making Clarice see her worst fears and like it's like that whole situation you know like when Neville sees Snape as his boggart as being like his worst fear is Snape yeah and Clarice's worst fear is her father in a sense also like she's terrified of like disappointing Ares and like yeah and just I remember seeing that I'm like this is devastating firstly it adds something to her character this is why she is so antagonistic especially in Sea of Monsters like it gives that humanization to her character in Sea of Monsters which is something we should have had in Sea of Monsters but I'm not saying anything (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it gives this idea of like in Sea of Monsters, she was doing all these ridiculous things that just didn't make any sense for her to do because she was meant to be kind of intelligent in fighting. But if it's that she's trying desperately to prove to her father and be seen as worthy in her father's eyes, both because she's a daughter of Ares, which apparently he doesn't like, but also <laughs> because she's afraid of him and wants to also kind of gain his approval, it makes sense that she would be afraid of him but it's also kind of a bit messed up all the same um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just that this book is just. It's, I keep calling it a book. This short story <laughs> is just an example of just why some of these side characters needed way more developing in the books themselves. Like, um, I, I'm not at that point yet in the books, but like Selena and Charlie, they are characters Aww. that haven't been developed so far at all. Uh, I love I Selena even, and Charlie. Like them. Yeah, they're awesome, and. I, I think we get a bit more of them in Battle of the Labyrinths, but like so far we've got nothing from them. Um, and then Clarice just pops in and out randomly, yeah, um, <laughs> and always in a bad way. Uh-huh. But like this right here, this would have been a great like reference or a little bit of a story, or even having this referenced in Battle of the Labyrinth. And like I'll get to that when I get to that book. But like, there's no reference to this mini, like mini sort of side quest that they did or like the drama that went on with Clarice or even the fact that later on and this is kind of half skipping to the end bit where Percy <laughs> says that he consider he basically considers Clarice to be a friend um but that's never brought up again it's never mentioned again and I'm like this was such a big moment for them this whole story was all about Clarice letting go of this sort of resentment that she had of Percy Percy seeing this different side to Clarice, like seeing her biggest fear, like seeing the treatment that Ares gives to her, seeing the treatment that her brothers give to her as well, um, and just kind of having it humanise her. But we don't get any of that anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's like the episodes of like sitcoms where mm. things happen and like they're important things and then they're never referenced ever again. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, well, why did that entire thing happen if it has nothing to do with the story whatsoever? It's like a Christmas special or something. Like, yeah, that, that's kind of what it is. I think all these, all the short stories that we do get in the Demigod Files, they are like little mini special episodes that you never hear reference anywhere else. Although there is one that we do have that I'm not going to mention because that comes later. Um, that has a Titan referenced who. Mm-hmm. Is mentioned again in Heroes of Olympus, I think, oh. and maybe in Last Olymp- and maybe Last Olympian as well, actually. But you would only know of his existence if you'd read that short story. If you hadn't have read that short story, you wouldn't have known the previous relationship Percy had to him. So you kind of had to have read the the short story to do with it. Um, Which story is it in? Um, that's the one where. Nico, Talia, and Percy oh. go to the underworld. Oh yeah, I know. I was like, this makes no sense because, like, well, wait. I guess we won't go into it right now because it's a whole different story. But yes, I thought that was strange. Yeah, I think that's like <laughs> that's the only story of the short ones that connected to anything. This one doesn't connect to anything. Like, we have this bit here in the story where um, they're chasing after. Is it Dimos or Demos? I don't know. Okay. You say things weird anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. It won't make any different. <laughs> so, Dimos, I will say. Um, uh, so, that's, is that panic or fear? That, that's, that's is terror. terror. That's terror. Um, so, Dimos and Phobos are kind of causing terror to, like, Clarice and Percy. But they reach Staten Island trying to go after the whole thing and um, they find Ares Borge Heritage and it was disguised as a zoo vehicle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is really random. Um, but the horse, Well, they're in a zoo. Well, 
Well, yeah. I mean, when I saw Zoo Vehicle, I was like, what was it again? Was it just like a random like Jeep or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, the whole thing with it is that they have like this big battle with Phobos and Deimos, um, with Percy defeating. Pho- so okay, this is the half thing that I was frustrated about was that. Um. Percy does save the day with this again, which I found a little bit frustrating that they didn't have like a combining of their their power. So Percy defeats Phobos himself and then helps Clarice defeat Dimos. Oh no, she does stab him actually. I just read that further on. Yeah, she... No, Clarice does it on her own because she is like... Dimos is like terrifying her, making her see things that are scary you know because he's terror mm. and um he uh blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Clarice is like terrified because of Dimos and Percy wants to help her but he realizes that like she has to do this on her own so he just like yells at her from the sidelines to be like you can do it you can do it it's not real and then she gets through that and stabs him and, like, does that on her own. So it's actually not Percy. That's true. Okay. I take that back. That was my bad. I'd forgotten completely what happened. I was like, I know that he does something, but I can't remember if it was that like, he finally got involved or it was just that he was cheering her on. Which yeah. Mean, okay. That I, I'm, I can be on board with then. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I think it's because I, I know you haven't read Trials of Apollo, but there are some right. things that happen in trials of apollo that i think do this whole thing of like dealing with like abuse and stuff like that in a lot mm-hmm. better way than in the earlier books but mainly these ones are definitely more middle grade sort of where they can't really kind of go too much into it Whereas right apollo, i would say is more teen slash maybe ya a little bit uh, so they have the yeah. ability to kind of dive in more what annoyed me about um and this is this is on topic, at least in my head. <laughs> but like, what annoyed me when people were like attacking Rick, like a mm. few months ago, <clears throat> is they were all complaining about these things that like he wrote into these books like ten years ago, if not longer, mm. fifteen years ago. And it's like these mm. books were a like a huge step in two thousand five. So like, I feel like that being the topic of like abuse and stuff being handled better in trials of Apollo makes sense because of like the time that they were written and trials being Rick's last series and having gone through all those books. I mean, Mm. last, at least last series, at least in the camp half-blood chronicles, but like that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, like like yeah. the whole thing, like you improve over time. Like he's still there's still issues with the books now, and like but yeah, that was perfect. Like to to kind of expect it, and yeah, there are some things he could definitely do better. But educating them, there's the difference between educating someone and demanding they change something that literally can't be changed. I know. It's in a book. It's already published. You can't. It's yeah. not a freaking Tumblr post. Yeah, like even if you update and edit the book, the old versions are still going to be in circulation. Like, there's no way to get rid of it. Yeah, and like he can apologize, but also he can't apologize for everything as well. Yeah, 
you can only get you can only do so much just exactly. educate as best as possible like there are things that aren't like even as a lesbian there are things about lesbians that i get wrong like <laughs> could explain why i am single but that is a different, <laughs> that is a different conversation one for my therapist so i shan't do that here on the podcast but yeah this, this is a psa guys firstly if you need therapy please go to therapy <laughs> But also, if you if you have complaints about Rick's books, it's fair enough. But educate, don't try and cancel. Like that's yeah. Stop. Cancel like, culture is dumb <laughs> as hell. Just don't. Just educate, but don't demand responses to everything. Which was something that was happening around that time. Like everyone was demanding a response to every single thing, which yeah. is just not possible. But um, no, I do get it. Like. The whole thing is like the abuse discussions that you do have in the initial books. Like I was mentioning to the with the whole Annabeth and her family situation, like that is not handled well at all, in my opinion. But during those times as well, like discussions like that, firstly, they didn't happen in books, especially for middle grade books in general in that time. So seeing what they did there and now seeing like in Charles of Apollo how differently that's handled and how better it's handled in Charles of Apollo in comparison you can see how much like he's grown as a writer and even the case here with Clarice like we don't have what I kind of wanted which is where Percy kind of understands her and like this is the thing that I wanted I wanted this story to not only be in <laughs> in the main books themselves mm-hmm. because I felt like it would have developed their relationship better but also have it lead to Percy having this better relationship with Clarice where like the situations that happen in Battle of the Labyrinth and Last Olympian, he understands where she's coming from, and instead of like being aggressive towards her and like antagonistic a little bit, really, he would kind of understand it a little bit more and try and speak to her from a way of understanding instead of kind of immediately being like, Oh, well, of course, this is what Clarice is going to do, sort of thing, which is not going to help the situation. Um, but I do like that they have this dynamic moment in this chapter, even if this is the only case that they have <laughs> this dynamic moment. But it does lead to, lead to this really nice thing of like, oh, Percy did see like his worst nightmare pretty much, which was Camp Half Blood in, in ruins, seeing all of his friends gone, almost really. Yeah. Um, and she asks him at the end so she's able to complete this quest and um able to kind of get the chariot there in the end and percy even leaves before sunset so it doesn't look like he helped her so she would get that full credit um which i thought was really nice actually as well yeah he's finally learned yes he is (laughs) and he also finally learned that you don't need to be the hero everything (laughs) <laughs> mad about not getting the quests first time you are okay a- <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> i mean that's true in like the first few books Three but books. then after a point like oh all of these demigods who were possibilities for taking on this great prophecy are slowly ticking away and oh i'm the last one it's me okay <laughs> like <laughs> it's not really his choice well, I that mean, it kind of is, definitely. But... It's, it's <laughs> half his choice, but it's also half not. So the prophecy part, I'm like, that's fair enough. But like, Sea of Monsters, 
him getting angry about not being able to go on the quest wasn't much. <laughs> Titan's curse, deliberately fleeing camp without anyone knowing because he wants to be on the quest. Huh. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, people are gonna think I hate Percy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't guys. I feel like I need to always put like a disclaimer at the start. It's like I know I'm always negative, but I swear I love these books. <laughs> I guess in this case, the nice thing is that we are getting that relationship between Percy and Clarice. Like they're yeah. working together. This is the whole thing. I love when they do work together. Like they had a few moments in Sea of Monsters when they were working together. They they have this whole short story where they're working together as well, and it goes really well for them as well they work really well as a team um yeah and i think they have a few more moments later down the line as well like um which i'll probably get to eventually and talk about it and gush about it um <laughs> but that's definitely something I, I enjoyed about this short story in particular is seeing this different side to clarice um and seeing this relationship with Percy, because I think the whole thing is clarice is so lonely she doesn't seem to have any friends or anyone who wants to interact with her. She has Selena. Selena later on. I don't think she's got Selena right now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're friends in like, like I'm pretty sure we see them interacting in a friendly way in like the Titan's Curse or something. Or maybe not that, but one oh, of yes, the earlier books. Uh, possibly. Pretty, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> There's definitely moments in Battle of the Labyrinth. I definitely know that. But Titan's Curse, Clarice isn't in. Um, she's away on a quest somewhere, that's all I remember. Um, oh. And Sea of Monsters, possibly there was a reference to. I'll have to go back through now. But it's either Sea of Monsters, maybe there's a brief reference to, but Battle of the Labyrinth, definitely. And that's when Clarice does seem to finally actually have friends as well. Because obviously she's abandoned completely in Sea of Monsters to go on that quest alone. Because no one wants to go with her. Is she? Yeah, so she's completely alone uh, in Sea of Monsters. So um, no one volunteered to go with her. Um, so she went on that quest by herself until obviously then Percy and Annabeth and Tyson turn up and are there with her um, until the boat explodes. Um, but up until that point, she was on that quest by herself because no one wanted to go with her. So she only has the... Um, the zombies. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I was like, it's really sad. Like, everyone was willing... Because firstly, the whole thing was that everyone knew it was a quest that you were likely going to die on as well. That was the whole reason why that quest had been set up, because no one was going to survive the Sea of Monsters. So they they oh. allowed this girl to go on an unwinnable quest <laughs> alone and abandoned her to it. Even her siblings, even possibly people from other camp uh, cabins, like they just left her to it. All right, that is so sad. So to see her finally have someone who was there sticking it with her in a sort of mini quest till the end was brilliant. I loved it. Are you sure that Chris Rodriguez wasn't there? He is in the movie, but <laughs> um, oh. he's not. In, he's not <laughs> in the book, though. So she's completely alone in the book. Because oh. um, Chris Rodriguez has abandoned Camp Half-Blood at the time and he's on the Princess Andromeda at that point. Oh. 
Weird. Yeah, she's completely alone. Clarice doesn't have any friends. I think that's the whole thing here, which is why I'm like a big supporter of her because I feel like it's really sad that she doesn't... Like, she has people that she's interacting with in the first book, the ones who are obviously helping her, like, put Percy's head into a toilet, but they're not yeah. to be seen in the second book. She's not in the third one. She's completely alone in this short story until Percy joins her, and then she went on the labyrinth quest by herself as well. That's a slight spoiler for Battle of the Labyrinth. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But here's the thing, like, nobody, like, okay, well, you and Quinn, at least, <laughs> don't acknowledge the fact that Clarice is mean. Like, oh, no, why would is. you want to hang out with a mean person? Of course Clarice doesn't have any friends. She shoved Percy's head in the toilet. Oh, no, totally. Like, I get why... She is a bully. She's not a nice person. But even her siblings, who are bullies as well, and even the people who were with her in the first book, who I are I mean, we don't really know her. that her siblings are bullies because we don't ever see them do anything. The, the yeah, whole Aries cabin is, like, really... not characterized well. No, but they are all seen as incredibly aggressive and, like, bully-like, like, in their descriptions. Um, And we see her at her table as well. She interacts with her family. They all seem pretty well bonded together but they still did abandon her to the quest alone which I thought was surprising considering they seem to have had a strong bond but she goes through a lot of things by herself um, which wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if that may have tied into well she's also a year rounder as well so she's been abandoned by her family alongside then Dealing with an abusive father, a godly yeah. father as well. I'm, um, I can sympathize with her. Yeah, because, definitely sympathize. Yeah, yeah, because of all that, like her life sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. she, she definitely really doesn't need to take out on other people. Yeah, like I'm sorry. I don't care how hard your life is. If the first time I see you, you shove my head in a toilet, I'm not going to be your friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, that in that sense, that first book, the first book, she is, she is awful. I think the whole thing is that she does, she's slightly improves in all of them, but she's not in the books enough for us to actually see this improvement. Yeah, I feel like there is one. Like she's she's used as a plot device mm-hmm. in two books. <laughs> well, no, she's used as a plot device in all of them except for the yeah. first one. And it's like. No, let her have a story. Let give her a character, <laughs> yeah, and then she- we get her, we get a character in this book, this short story. Ah, in this short story, she finally gets a character. No, she's still yeah. a bit aggressive here and there, but she there's something else about her. She has a bit more depth to her. She she wants a friend, basically. I think it's the thing of it. At the end of the day, like he sees that she sees Percy as a friend, and he sees her as a friend. Um. But she still ends up going at things alone, which is even sadder. Yeah, I think it's like the the whole Clarice character confuses me a lot. I mean, it's not it's not confusing, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, because like like you said, she's just a sad, like lonely, angry girl, and. Mm she's so violent and aggressive and she just like goes through all these things alone um 
but it just she is just kind of there this is the only story that we have where she is an active participant in the story and in the action and in the resolution and it really sucks because like i would have loved to have seen more development for her in the series itself and for her to have this character and for her to have this agency and this drive and this involvement with the main group as well mm-hmm. um especially considering that we have characters later down the line who end up having more importance who are only in like properly in a single book whereas mm-hmm. clarice has been dotted out through all of them but never has that agency or drive in the end which is right refreshing. and then she disappears from existence from the rest of the series <laughs> she's never heard from again she's not no like that's I think her so name is sad randomly but we never i don't think we ever actually see her again i think we see her briefly in the final book of heroes of olympus wow uh in the blood of olympus i mean sorry but other than that we don't really have anything from her after that i think she's gone off to university maybe but i think she was only a few years older than percy and annabeth but i don't know it's just yeah she just kind of disappears after that that's so, really sad like yeah. her her character is so pointless <laughs> yeah which really says because she would have been such an interesting character as well like clarice being this antagonist to start with the possibility that she could have joined the other side but actually she doesn't and she becomes this fiercely loyal person to Camp Harper and to the people she is friends with, like Percy and Annabeth and Selina and these sort of things, and give that bit more of her character. Because this is what this story made it seem like that was going to happen, that she was going to be a strong character in the next couple of books. Because this is set between Titan's Curse and Battle of the Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So I thought from there we were going to get more of her after during Battle of the Labyrinth and The Last Olympian. But we get nothing. Yeah, it's really, really frustrating. Like, of all the things, like, there are quite a few things that are wrong with these books. And not in a cancel him kind of a way. Just like, (laughs) you know, it's 2005 kind of a way. But of all the things, of all the things, like, Clarice was a huge failure (laughs) on, like, follow through and development. (laughs) Yeah, she was a missed opportunity through and through, I feel. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. But, but yeah, this is, I'm going to say, Dem, the Demigod Files? No. Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot from the Demigod Files, I think, is a good story for kind of getting a different side to Clarice. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, we only need just in the books themselves. This is a lot of fun. We went... <laughs> So Natalie, thank you for coming on to talk about Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot, even if it was slightly chaotic and I don't think we actually talked about much of that. I was going to say, did we do okay? was that okay? Because I feel like it went like way off topic and we just ended up talking about Clarice the entire time. Admittedly, this is kind of what I wanted the episode to be. <laughs> okay. Like, all I want to do is talk about Clarice. <laughs> That's okay. all this is literally all my plan was for this, was talking about Clarice. <laughs> um, we didn't even so, talk about Percy at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really, that's become, considering he is the main character, this has become a recurring theme in most of my chapter analysis. Okay. I hardly ever talk about Percy. <laughs> I talk about everything else but Percy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably not a good thing because he's the main character. But oh well. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. 
The boy has five books named after him. He's fine. Yeah. (laughs) He'll be fine. He can deal. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, seriously, thank you uh, for coming on and talking with me about Percy Jackson and the Stolen Chariot. So before we go, though, do you want to chat where people can find you and support you and whatever things that you be doing? Um, well... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can still follow uh, Floor Six Hundred Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're we're doing a little bit there still, and um, we're still we still have things to release, which is going to be fun. Um, like our very chaotic collaboration that we did with Fran that's taking six months to edit. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that stuff. Um, eventually, I'll share my podcast stuff on there, um, and you can follow my art Instagram. It's called Natalie the Painter. You can follow that. And I will make sure to link all of those in the episode show notes, guys, <laughs> as well. So you can go go and find that and check it out and support because the art is pretty darn awesome, if I do say so myself. And I do say <laughs> so because Natalie is holding a weapon to me. Um, <laughs> from across the ocean. 4,000 miles away. <laughs> I'm joking, though. Her art is brilliant, and she is not threatening me to say that. <laughs> is, is that correct? Is that what you wanted me to say? I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go be sure to check out Nathalie's, uh her artwork, her podcast, when it does finally get going with the solo work, and also Floor 600 as well, because there are many, many hours of content there, so Don't. you want lots of stuff to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if you want to hear uh, even more conversations between Clarice Lover and a not Clarice Lover, that's the place to go. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my gosh, it, it it's entertaining for sure. But um, <laughs> as you guys, as you guys know, in general, always thank you for joining me today for Percy Jackson and the Stolen Carrot Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> from the demigod files be sure to join me next wednesday as we continue our riot inverse journey and naturally i'm sorry i'm gonna to have to do my full sign offs and you're gonna to have to stick around That's so okay. to it where you can find our podcast we are available on spotify apple podcast audio boom stitcher and deezer in the meantime between episodes you can find the best damn camp on various social media at best damn camp pod on instagram and twitter and if you want to email me with your own thoughts or to complain about us complaining about people you can email <laughs> the best damn camp at hotmail.com and i will possibly if it's not too mean read it out at the end of the show hey don't <laughs> send fran mean stuff people like please have some respect <laughs> Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate that very much. But if you do want to send me mean things, go to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe and watch my videos and comment because it's not going to support me in any way, shape or form. So, you know, just watch the videos, complain about them. That's all perfectly fine because there's more Percy Jackson content there that you can go and complain about and watch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves the hate watch. That's what my channel is for. And also in to my youtube channel a healthy dose of fran you can follow me on my personal instagram a healthy dose of fran and at a dose of fran on twitter and on tiktok where i do percy jackson hot takes that many people hate me for (laughs) 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 thank you guys for tuning in and for natalie for joining me now we are both hunters so you can join me this 
I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I've been Natalie, your other hunter. Your <laughs> friendly neighborhood hunter. Yes. <laughs> and I will see you slash meet you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>